Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello and welcome to Reach for Hope. I'm Melissa Anderson. You know, veterans are among um, our most vulnerable population when it comes to thoughts of suicide. And recent efforts to reach out to them by the VA and others is hopefully making a difference. With us today to talk about these prevention efforts are two people who are in the thick of it right here in Utah. Mariana Kral, who you are the Suicide Prevention Outreach and Education Specialist in the VA in Salt Lake. And Thomas Lamb, who is the Veteran Outreach program specialist here in St. George at the Vet Center. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Yeah. Now, first of all, Mariana, um, tell us about your position. This is a new position. What do you do? So I have recently, for the last year or so, been the Suicide Prevention Outreach and Education Specialist for the Salt Lake City VA. And it's, I think, very similar to what Thomas does now. It's exactly what it says. It's outreach and it's education about suicide prevention as it pertains to veterans in the community. Um, But recently, I'm transitioning to a new role of Community Engagement and Partnership Coordinator. And that is a job that they have rolled it out in other VAs across the country. And we are just now, because they're being so successful and we're seeing how necessary they are, we finally got the funding and approval to have it local to us. And really what the focus of my job is, and there's another gal that does the same job with me, Heidi Bright, our explicit role is to go into the community and find veterans and community organizations that serve veterans and really kind of create a public-wide action plan for suicide prevention so that we can really all support our nationwide efforts for that. Because um, interestingly enough, of all of the veteran suicides that occur annually, over two-thirds of these veterans are never walking through our doors. They're happening, they're getting their health care in the community and elsewhere. So we found this is a public health crisis. We need to go and reach out and, and find them. We can't just wait for them to come to us. So that's kind of the purpose of my position. Yeah, I appreciate that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Now, Thomas Lamb, you are um, actually active uh, in the military as a reserve right now for the National Guard. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, for the Utah Army National yeah, Guard. Yeah, so you can relate to, to this. You've probably had comrades and people that are that are in this position of uh, these thoughts and things. Um, tell us how long you've been with the Vet Center here in your outreach specialist uh, position. Yeah, so I've been with St. Uh, George Vet Center for since 2015, August 2015. Uh, I just barely recently came back. I went on a two-year active duty with the Army National Guard. So I'm just really getting back into it and, and starting to refresh everything um, now that I'm back. So Trying to get back into everything with the the vet center itself is um, a little about the vet center is uh, we do readjustment counseling. So we're a community-based readjustment counseling service center. Other than that, we do resources, have a bunch of information for veterans, uh, anybody to come in and see us there. And where is that located here in St. George? So we're off uh, 1664 South Dixie Drive um, yeah. over at Dixie Commons area. And, and so. you're only open, what, five days a week or what? Yeah, five days a week. Yep. So zero eight to uh, four thirty is our office hours. Yeah, so. and I imagine you're in the phone book, and anybody can reach out and call and make an appointment to come in, or just walk in. You can do either or. So you can walk in, um, and we'll get you in. And any veteran in a crisis that wants to come in, um, well, they can see a counselor right there, right there, and then. So that's one of the nice things about the vet center is we are very open. 
uh, and very easily to get into to see a counselor. Now, this is an arm of the VA, correct? It's not something that's separate. Yeah, no, so we are a VA. Um, so they to keep it the confidential and the strict portion of it, uh, we are actually kind of governed with uh, RCS, which is a Readjustment Counseling Service out of Denver, Colorado. But we are VA. We are federal. Um, but what they, they do is, uh, so VA can't access any of our records. So it's 100% confidential for veterans to come in. And the VA can access it, or if you're still active, DOD can access our records. Yeah. So. Well, it's good to know that there's some place that people can go, and we'll talk a little bit more about emergency crisis here in a minute. Now, Mariana, can you give us some statistics on how severe uh, of a problem we've seen suicide over the past few years and, and what, we're, what we're experiencing here in the United States? Yeah, sure. So um, like, like I referred to earlier, it is a... It is a public health crisis. You know, no one is immune to it. it. Suicide affects people of all age ranges, nationality, sexual orientation. It, it affects everyone across the country and really across the world. Um, Utah, a, a study in 2019 actually showed that Utah was ranked number six, the sixth highest state in the United States for um, for deaths by suicide which is really unfortunate. And when you shift that to a veteran-specific focus, um, veterans are at a higher risk for reasons I'm sure we can all understand. Um, veterans make up, and again, the study was 2019, but veterans make up 8% of our country's population, but they are accounting for 14% of the suicides, wow. which is a pretty sombering statistic. Um, one, one number that a lot of people are familiar with is 22 a day, 22 a day for a really long time. It was very well, it was very well known that there were 22 veteran suicides every single day. That number is now down to 18, which still 18 too many, but we're, we're, there's hope in that message that what we're doing is working and that there is help and those methods of help are just expanding as the years go on. Yeah, and that's what we want to express and show and get the word out about. That's what the show is all about, Reach for Hope, right? Thomas, um, what kind of a problem then are we have we seen here in St. George, um, if you know about that? Uh, it's a little different down here, especially, you know, Southern Utah. So I cover as far as eight counties um, down here in Southern Utah. So there's a lot of different things that we're not seeing. Uh, unfortunately, there's a problem, I think, everywhere in the state, uh, you know, like the numbers Mariana was saying. So for us, you know, we, we do see a lot, unfortunately. Um, the biggest thing is trying to outreach to all these different rural communities and, and trying to reach out to them to find them and trying to help them. Um, just in the, the eight counties down so there's about 15,000 veterans. So trying to reach out to find those numbers and whatnot is it's, it's kind of t uh, tasking. So that's part of our job to try to go out and outreach and try to find those veterans in need to help them. So, and how do you do that? A whole bunch of different ways, you know, advertisement. We, we do uh, a lot of uh, videos. I think it really helps out. Um, but we send out advertisement flyers, uh, for us, for the best center. So we go, uh, we actually outreach to, uh, different communities, these rural cities. We have a big, um, RV looking truck. We call the mobile vet center. Um, it has a whole bunch of information. We can go to those, uh, rural communities, uh, the cities in, uh, Southern Utah. So the main ones I go to is Richfield, Beaver, Cedar City. I'm going to outreach it to Kanab and certain other areas. Um, and we go out there and we just try to give out the information and help out in these rural communities that don't want to travel or can't travel down to St. George. Yeah, that's so. awesome. And we do know that we are rural out here. Um, Mariana, you've been uh, meeting with veterans here recently and, and, and with organizations across Utah as well. Tell me how that's working out, working together in coordination with these types of efforts to reach out and let veterans know that there's help out there. Right. You know, we, like I said, this position of mine is 
brand new. Like we are starting at the bottom and working our way up. And I'm, I'm really lucky to have made the connection so far uh, down in this area. This is kind of my first pilot project area that we're really out rolling a lot of this stuff in. And uh, what I found is so great is the veteran community here and the resources and the people that are like, just want to help in the Rotary Club and uh, different coalitions. Like you guys have a really solid infrastructure in your area and it's going to be really exciting to see what we can do to partner together. But some of what I've been doing is, you know, finding the like the Reach for Hope Coalition. And there was a veteran specific coalition that I went in and sat on yesterday. I came up in December and uh, did a training up at the Elks Lodge for for a bunch of people that are, you know, on suicide prevention. And it's it's really cool to have because like the VA in Salt Lake, we're kind of up up on our little hill in Salt Lake and they know of us. But how often do we get the opportunity to actually come down and be here? So to, to be here, we're forming connections and we're really getting a good lay of the land of what currently exists and where are the gaps, you know, and also we got this coalition here and this coalition here are you guys like is there a crossover do we need to recreate the wheel i mean it's really neat to see how we can look at what we're doing and expand on what's already working but also have very clear focus on on what our vision is and what projects we really now have the bandwidth and the funding to to accomplish that's awesome and thomas what have you done recently that uh I, I know you've met with Mariana, uh, and uh, what have you done recently to, to uh, maybe expand or reach out uh, besides using your mobile vet van? Um, yeah, like I said, you know, come back for two years, uh, doing all these different outreaches, uh, getting in uh, contact with the Veterans Coalition, going to all the different organizations and key leaders and just reaching out to them saying, hey, we're, it's what we do, this is what we want to do, uh, how are we going to work together to really create a, a good environment for everybody and we all can work together for resources for the whole community and in these in these areas so yeah and i think that's key um being a veteran yourself tell us why do we have a problem with suicide amongst veterans do you think uh there's lots of things that can go into it um you know it's kind of a one of those subjects you know um but really you look at you know and it's not just combat veterans it's it's veterans that maybe have uh, dealt with uh, military sexual trauma it's veterans that weren't healthy enough to deploy um, they all have issues um, that way, you know, and I think with uh, the combat, you know, in combat, you're you're constantly adrenaline rushed. You're you're always doing something. You always have a mission. You always have a task. You always have something else that you're planning to do that you know you have to do. Um, but then when you come home and you have that that downtime, that that time to relax and think, wow, like I was in the middle of all this craziness and I didn't realize it over there, but now I'm home, and it's really you know everything's starting to calm down. And now what do I do? Uh, with it and then there's that stigma that comes with it i think uh really uh holds you back from the help that you should be seeking out uh the stigma kind of holds you back to where it almost like it builds up so much to where you think that the whole world would be better without you so i think that's a lot of where that suicide ideation comes from yeah it's a little bit of hyper vigilance um you know you're so high strung and on edge and wondering what's going to happen next and then you come home and then now what <laughs> Absolutely. I, I would imagine that's where you know, it is. And, and we're all trained, uh, you know, veterans are highly trained at what they do. And so to to feel weak or to feel like they need to get help, you know, it's really hard for some to mm -hmm. do that. Yep. We've talked about that in the past, about this stigma of being strong. And it's it's wrong to feel like you might have uh, issues with, with 
thoughts of suicide and that's not true you're not you're not faltering because we all actually have thoughts of that it's just that some are more prevalent than others mariana what mental health resources since we're on that topic are available then at the va gosh we're so lucky we have a variety of, of of everything you can imagine we have inpatient treatment outpatient treatment residential treatment um groups there is you know outdoor activities if like you need recreational therapy um like i mentioned a while ago the va is we really pride ourselves in being very research driven um lots of statistics we're doing lots of studies all the time and the reason that's so great is because what we do at VA is evidence-based, you know, it's, we're get, we're not just making up what we think would be a, a good fit for, you know, substance abuse or depression or PTSD. We have the studies to show us what's working. So there really is something, something for everybody, depending on what you're going through. And if someone is struggling, do they have to have an appointment to be able to get into some of the programs, I'm sure, but not actually if they're struggling? No, no, not at all. Um, so, gosh, there's again, like there's so many resources. Where do you even start on how to get connected? Yeah. Um, lucky for us, we have um, at least up at the Salt Lake City VA, I can definitely speak for them. We have what's called an access crisis team on our campus 24 seven. And I guess this does go for veterans across the state is they are obviously available 24 seven. It's a full team of clinicians that are able to do on the spot crisis assessments. If you're not in an okay spot, you, you know, go to the nearest emergency room, but to, to get help. Yeah. Like you can stop into a vet center. You can go to your nearest, we call them C-Box. They're community-based outpatient clinics. Um, you don't need to have an appointment, obviously, to get into certain levels of treatment. You got to go through some of the channels of you know, doing an intake and whatnot. But if you're just in a spot where you either want to get connected and don't know how, like give us a call or come see us. Another way, I, I'm sure you'll hear me say this number at least three or four more times throughout um, throughout our meeting together, but the veterans crisis line. Um, sometimes people think if I'm not in complete crisis, I shouldn't call it. I mean, we can call it a veteran helpline too, because what that does is it lets us at the VA know that you called, whether it's, I really need to get an appointment or, oh no, my meds ran out and I don't know how to get a refill or I'm suicidal and I need help. You're channeled into us at the VA and someone from my really, really incredible suicide prevention team will personally call you back within a business day and help you get connected in the ways that you need. So we should give that number out now. What is that veterans crisis line uh, number? It is 1-800-273-8255. And that number right there is actually the national crisis hotline. So absolutely anyone can call that. You don't have to be a veteran. But when you do call that number, if you, it'll prompt you, you know, if you're calling for military veterans or on behalf of one, press one. So once you call 1-800-273-8255, you can press one and it'll route you to the, the veterans crisis line. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that stigma, Thomas. Um, how likely is it for someone to call that number and to try to reach out for that help? Um, and how do you, how do you portray that this is a good thing and that they're not just going to put you in a straitjacket and haul you straight to the hospital or the fact that they're just going to shove a bunch of meds on you. I mean, I think that there's a fear and a stigma about that as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the VA does great with their uh, resources. They put out a lot of videos of, you know, real experiences of veterans getting help and actually using these resources and, and things that will help them out, you know. So the, the videos of them actually saying, hey, I'm actually upset that I waited so long to actually reach out and get help. Um, so there's a bunch of different ways that we try to, to take away that stigma uh, to try to help out veterans. And for us, you know, uh, walking into the, our facility alone, 
Uh, we try to give them that helpful environment that that uh, come on in. We try to make them comfortable and try to make it uh, good for them and a good experience for when they come in. Right. For help. So are there support groups out there then for veterans as well uh, that are maybe offshoots of what you do or for family members or can family members come in? Oh, absolutely. Yep. So we're for veterans and their families. Um, and we do uh, a bunch of different groups. What's nice about us too is we can create groups. Uh, so if you're a veterans organization, you want to come in at our facility, use our facility, uh, you can come in and, and coordinate through me and we can get you in and do a vet and we'll have um, a counselor there that will help out for any veterans. Maybe if they uh, get triggered by something or something else, you'll have the, a counselor there to, that can help out mediate that and, and go with it. So well, we got family support, PTSD, Vietnam groups. Um, and different recreational stuff as well. Yeah, and Mariana, you have a support group too that's uh, Be There, is that correct? It's something that helps on social media? Yes, there's um, there's a variety of, of groups through the VA as well as digitally. Uh, if there's one silver lining to COVID, it's that now we really know like that telehealth and being able to do things through a digital format, it's just expanded our reach, which is great for such a rural a rural state. Um, but yeah, if you even just Google hashtag be there, you'll find a lot of great information about that. That's awesome. Cause you, we need the education. We need to understand that we're talking about this now, whether anybody likes it or not. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Thomas, we didn't talk a little bit. Uh, we talked a little bit about your veteran center, but how do veterans get a hold of you? And can they, you said they can just stop by your office. Um, and, and just, they'll find out more information about when you're starting to offer things? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Walk-ins are welcome. Uh, like I said before, you know, if they're in crisis, we can get them in and see a counselor right then and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no walk-ins are fine. Uh, if you see me out in the mobile vet center, a lot of people call me the guy in the van. Um, I get that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I'll usually be in your uh, stop in and the guy and in see the van. me. The guy in the van. Give you the resources, and as long as I'm now down by the river. I was just you know, that's, good, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a cool van, yeah. too. You know, it's probably got a lot of inside. <laughs> no, for sure. You know, two, two offices, free Wi Fi. Yep, come stop by anytime. It's, it's definitely uh, available for you. That's so. great. I understand you're having a gathering, too, that's coming up in April um, for heroes in our community. There's going to be a gathering that, that they're going to be doing. Um, for veterans on April 30th in St. George. Why is it so important for us to recognize our our veterans as well as our heroes in the community that are helping us and helping our lives every single day? I mean, whether it's in the healthcare industry or police officers or veterans, I mean, how appreciative, how, how do you feel when someone's appreciating you like this? No, definitely. So they're doing that first responder. Um, you know, military is definitely included with that, but... It's a respect thing, you know, to have that support. And we definitely support everybody that's helping us out in the community. And I think it's great. And I think uh, Southern Utah definitely puts out a lot of events and stuff to, to show appreciation for everything they do in our community. Yeah. Mariana, can you give me some last thoughts on how you feel about how veterans can reach out? We talked about that 1-800-Veterans-Crisis line. You can bring that up again if you want and talk a little bit about um, anything that we might have missed. Gosh, I mean, I feel like we're going to be a little bit repetitive here and talking about all the fabulous things that we can <laughs> offer. But um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest, and this is kind of humbling to say, but today was the first vet center I've actually been able to walk into and the way that they even just greeted me. And I, I am not a veteran, um, but they greeted me with open arms and welcomed me in and we had great conversations. So I think if you're in an area where, I don't know, maybe you're on the fence, maybe you haven't qualified for like your service connection or your veterans benefits yet, like 
find a vet center, go in, find what community events are happening that have anything to do with veterans, military, first response and and hit it up and see the type of community, you know, wear your hat. It only takes like wearing the hat or the T-shirt or the jacket of what branch you were in. And that's an immediate conversation starter. So getting into the community, finding your community based clinics, um, calling us at the VA here in St. George. They actually have a correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's a veteran specific rotary club. Yep, no, for sure. Oh, they wow. just started a chapter, a chapter of that, so, which is so yep. cool. And so, again, like the point of we're getting into the community to find to find and seek out those veterans so that they don't necessarily have to come to us. We want to come to you. But if you need to again and if you're overwhelmed and don't know what to do, call the crisis line and simply say, like, I mean, they will ask you questions to ensure your safety. So please don't be offended by when they ask you the questions of, you know, are you having suicidal thoughts? But we want to know how to help you, even if that's getting you connected, even if you need help with the enrollment process. Let's get you the phone number of someone or you need an appointment. Like call that call that call that hotline. That's what we're for. And again, the number is 1-800-273-8255 and press one if you want to get to the veterans, the Great. veterans crisis yeah. line. And you talked about the different branches. Um, how connected are we to these different branches? There's the American Legion. There's um, VFW, tell me a little bit about those branches and do they really work together and come, you know, come together at these meetings and, and or should we be having more talk amongst these groups? No, I think they, uh, I think I first when it started, there was a little bit of, you know, camaraderie going on with the different organizations and, and whatnot, but they, they really came together. I think uh, there's a whole bunch of information that got put out and I think they're pushing out to every single veteran in their organization and they really work together to to try to help the community and, and build this um, to, to support everybody here. So it's it's worked out a lot. And, and the VA sounds like it's the one-stop shop right now. I mean, and and you're continuing to grow. Um, what areas then do you serve or cover in the state of Utah? And is it, is it expanding? It sounds like the programs are expanding. Yes. Um, again, lucky for us with COVID, it really, the VA did a beautiful job of, of rolling out our, we call it VVC. I think it's Veterans Video Connect and sorry VA if I told you what the wrong acronym was, but, but like we are, we're getting out there digitally so we can reach such a broader community. Um, with treatment options, but our our VA, our Salt Lake City VA, the area we cover is pretty much all of Utah, a corner of southeastern Idaho, a little chunk of Nevada. Like it's it's really really broad, and we're so so fortunate that we're now getting the approval to have more manpower to really expand expand our reach, which is why I was able to come come down yesterday and be with you guys today. Yeah. And so are you are we seeing success then? Obviously, we are because we went from 22 a day to 18 a day. But I was just curious to see if we're seeing this success um, I, here in Utah. Right. I, I, th I think we are. The tricky thing is, like I talked about, the VA being so research focused because they're compiling all the numbers. We usually get all of our, our statistics and reports in two year increments. And so we're still in the process of, you know, pulling all the numbers to see where we're at today right now. But the numbers are going down. The services are expanding. More and more calls are coming in to the Veterans Crisis Line, which shows people are using the services that are out there. So I do feel like we're making a lot of progress. And and even just opportunities like this to have the conversation to talk about it that right there is progress because years ago this probably wouldn't be happening yeah and Absolutely. thomas um you know we get triggered or the veterans get triggered by things that are happening around us and afghanistan i would imagine was a big trigger i'm not sure if that 
caused more problems, but I did hear that some of the numbers may have gone up during that time. But now we've got the Ukraine um, war going on with Russia invasion. Tell me about how, why do things like that trigger veterans who were former military or, you know, in that wanting to get into that fight maybe? I mean, what can we do to reach out to them right now in this crisis that we're all feeling regardless of whether it's on our home turf or not? Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of uh, what's going on in your country. And, you know, especially if you're out of the military, you want to join back up, you want to fight for your country. It's just kind of one of those things that's, you know, you, you always have that in you in a way. Uh, so, you know, and then the younger vets, you know, you're, you look at this and it's just, just a complication going on and it's something that you might have to go and, and be a part of. So that's, you know, kind of triggering in a way itself. Uh, Afghanistan was a big uh, trigger uh, just because of the situation and everything was going on. Uh, so for us, we, we do a lot. You know, we'll definitely do a lot more outreach. We'll definitely reach out to our veterans that are uh, in that certain area uh, or in that area of, of war. We'll reach out to them and make sure that they're doing good. It's kind of like a welfare check almost. Call them, reach out to them, say, hey, do you need anything? Uh, or we'll try to create a group to, to have them come in and just get them out of the house and come into our facility and, and talk. And that's, uh, yeah, we just try our best to do what we can. Yeah, that's great that you're there for them. I'm thanking both of you for coming here and sharing this um, important message. And again, call out to the Veterans Crisis Line if you need help or stop into the Vet Center or stop in up at Salt Lake or wherever your Vet Center is and and reach out because we want to help. So thanks so much. And thanks for watching. And we hope that if you're listening out there, you can share this vodcast podcast with others to reach out and help them because there's always hope. Thanks. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.